It is January 4th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, and across all major podcast platforms. Now, back in his winter wonderland, it is the one, the only, Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. I was out practicing with my bobsled team. As you know, we're favored to win the Winter Olympics this year. Stu, you know how you said you can find us on all major platforms? Yes. Well, you can't find us on YouTube right now, can you, Stu? Well, we because cannot they've... post to YouTube, but oh, we are there. Okay. So we're going to be off YouTube for a couple of weeks because they're a bunch of fucking commies is what they are. Um, they shut us down from publishing because I, uh, in my top 10 of stories, I mentioned something about election integrity and um, they don't want anybody to hear about that. I cited facts. It seems to me, Stu, that, um, you know, the left can cite ridiculous theories about 2016 election being stolen from Hillary Clinton. If you're a Satanist, Stu, and you want to say, and you want to say, I want Satan to take over the world, you can post that on YouTube. Um, if you're a leftist, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, some of these groups, they openly advocate overthrowing the United States government. They can post whatever they want. Um, but I can't post something that is a concern in which thousands of people have posted affidavits filed in courts uh, about election fraud. So, Stu, whenever the left tries to shut somebody down, it is because they don't want the story out because they know that the story is going to upset their agenda. It, um, so they, um, they blacklist you. Um, so it's almost a sure sign that whatever you are opining about is true. So I won, Stu. I said the truth, and they know it. Stu, moving on. This weekend, past weekend, we had a number of things, just real quickly. Um, the Antonio Brown thing, where he takes off his clothes, throws them in the stands, and walks off, that is bizarre. And Stu, back when I was a boy, nobody in the NFL would do that. It's a sign of the times and the sign of the narcissism of the times. Do you agree, Stu? It's interesting, yeah. I, a lot of these players have a lot more power than they used to have, and you know, in some ways that's a good thing. In some ways it's a bad thing. But what you don't want is essentially kind of like what we've seen in the NBA where a player will just simply refuse to play for a team he doesn't think he's going to win on. So uh, very interesting to see. It looks like Antonio Brown has been having some personal problems in life, and I think it's also symptomatic of that. All right, Stu, fair enough. The other thing uh, going on now went on over the weekend is the COVID hysteria in that thousands of flights were, were canceled. Uh, they were canceled because of people staying home because of the Omicron and that all the vaccine mandates, uh, maybe a little bit of snow, but it's a massive just 
cluster F. Uh, teachers unions, I think 2,000 school districts now are shutting schools down again, Stu. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, still, you got the Biden administration once again talking to Iran. You know, Trump killed the deal, so it was the stupidest deal of all time. As soon as Biden gets in the White House, he wants to um, um, reorchestrate the deal, um, get it back up, and guess what? The Iranians smell weakness, and they won't agree to the old terms. <laughs> They're trying to milk the United States for more. Biden administration is trying to give away the store and they keep saying, nope, not enough. You got Letitia James still in New York. She's got this civil uh, probe on the Trump organization. Another example of how the left weaponizes various departments of justice. Uh, she has subpoenaed Don Jr. and Ivanka over this phony probe has to do with valuations of properties. That goes on every day, Stu. It's worked out between um, the various um, interagencies. Um, it's not a criminal act and um, it's a fishing expedition and it's sickening. Um, something interesting today, Stu, is uh, January 6th, two days away, right? Well. For months and months and months, if you don't listen to the Main Street news and the people who try to block us from talking, um, you know, we've brought out the fact that there seem to be agents provocateur in that crowd that were um, agents of the government somehow. You know, we didn't come to any black and white conclusions, but we're like, it's pretty obvious they're there. Why are they there? Okay. Well, we got a little bit of an explanation today where the DOJ after a year finally admits that they had national forces in the crowd. Um, actually, the whole, they had a whole team meet um, at Quantico on January the 3rd. Rosen, the acting attorney general at the time, approved all this. Um, and here's who they had there. And I'm not saying this was necessarily bad, Stu. Um, if they truly deem it's a threat, it's a good thing that they were on top like that. But they had an FBI a hostage and rescue team. They had a um, FBI render safe team. They had an FBI SWAT team. They had a special response. They had special response teams from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Um, the uh, U.S. Marshals um, service uh, special forces were there. Uh, the FBI had security at the Democrat and Republican headquarters and at Capitol Hill. The interesting thing, Stu, is no one asked for this kind of help. It was totally a Justice Department initiative, and they didn't really tell anybody about it. Uh, we know that Nancy Pelosi, I think uh, Trump actually asked Trump White House said, you might want to beef up security here. And they said, no. Um, um, and there wasn't any intel that we know of that, that showed that there might be something going on there. And the one thing that begs a question, Stu, if they have all these forces there, this just might be ineptitude. It might not be anything necessarily nefarious, but if they had all these 
forces there. Why did he let anybody into the capital to begin with? Would have been easy to stop it. So still not being transparent as it's taken them a year to admit this makes you wonder, makes you ask questions. It's what reasonable people in a free society do. We go, hmm, that begs the question. Still, our boy, this might be the hero of our age right now because he's one of the perfect messengers being that his family is so entrenched in the Democratic Party. Uh, Robert Kennedy was um, on the news this past weekend. I think he had a podcast or something. And I just want to read to you what he said. And if you don't know, he's written a best-selling book. And it's all about kind of the totalitarian ism going on these days especially with the vaccine rfk jr said i'm going to tell you these three things that you need to remember in this critical day and age one once government acquires a power it never lets it go voluntarily two every power that government acquires using this pandemic as a pretense it will ultimately abuse to the maxi maximum effect possible. This is a rule that is as certain as gravity. Gotta agree with him, Stu. Nobody, number three, nobody has ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. Um, I don't remember the kulaks in Ukraine saying, okay, Mr. Lenin, Mr. Stalin, we'll do whatever you want. How can we comply? No, they just got shot and killed to the tunes of tens of millions. Every time you comply, the demands will get greater and greater. He went on to say, Stu, we need to resolve here and now that this is the hill we need to die on. They have come for jobs. They have come for transport. Now they're coming for children. We have an obligation as parents to protect them. There has never been a government in history that has told its people, we are going to demand children sacrifice and take risks to save old people. It's always the other way around. The old, the mature, the adults always put themselves at risk to protect their children. This is an ethical issue. It's a moral issue. It's an issue of character for each of us, and it's issue about democracy and public health. Go RFK Jr. It's time we started standing up to all of these mandates. You remember when the government told us, when Tony Fauci told us that we were going to lock down, he said it was for two weeks, and now it's been almost two years. And I'm going to tell you three things that you need to remember in this critical day and age. One is that once government acquires a power, it never lets it go voluntarily. Never in history has government, has a government once it acquired a power, voluntarily relinquished it without a demand. The second thing that we need to know is that every power that government acquires using this pandemic as a pretense, it will ultimately abuse to the maximum effect possible. And this is just a rule that is as certain as gravity. 
The third thing that you need to know is that nobody has ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. Every time you comply, the demands will get greater and greater. We need to resolve that here and now, this is the hill that we need to die on. They have come for our jobs. They've come for our transport. Now they're coming for our children. And we have an obligation as parents to protect them. There has never been a government in history that has told its people, we are going to demand that children sacrifice themselves and take risks to save old people. It's always the other way around. The old, the mature, the adults always put themselves at risk to protect their children. This is an ethical issue. It's a moral issue. It's an issue of character for each of us. And it's an issue about the preservation of democracy and public health. We all need to stand up now and do everything that we can to block these power plays by authoritarian powers within our society that are trying to steal from us the health of our children. Stu, in a little bit more humorous uh, news, uh, AOC was, is still in Florida, and now pics are coming out of her hugging and kissing a drag queen at a, um, at a drag show with a big crowd. <laughs> Of course, she has no mask on or anything of that nature. Um, and of course, in New York, she says everybody should wear a mask. You should wear two masks. You should be six feet apart. COVID's going to kill us all. Speaking of COVID, Stu, um, our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, uh, I should say our woke Secretary of Defense, has gotten COVID. He said, two vaccines and a booster. Well, he's pictured in, <laughs> in a mask and then a plastic shield outside, Stu. Um, this is how the United States projects strength. A great big man who's a, so afraid that he might get sick that he wears a mask and a plastic shield and he's supposed to be the martial arm of the United States. Stu, it makes me sick. Uh, we need more John Waynes and less Lloyd Austins. Dr. Fauci over the weekend said that, um, that if you're faxed and boosted, you shouldn't go to a restaurant or eat indoors. Okay. But if Robert, if Dr. Malone says, hmm, faxed and boosted, um, our evidence suggests all over the world through peer reviewed um, papers that after six after 60 days, the efficacy of the vaccines don't work and people are more likely to get the vaccine than you're a heretic and you have to be gaslighted. Fuck Anthony Fauci. Um, speaking of censorship, Stu, Margie Taylor Greene, who we talked about yesterday, merely posted a government report on Twitter 
they shut her ass down. They cancel her account. Word is that Facebook is doing the same thing today for printing a government report from theirs. Uh, they're not even hiding it anymore, Stu. That's what I got to say, Stu. Cool. So the two stories I'm looking at today, the first one concerns an independent publisher, and they make these, what it's, I guess it's, they market themselves as conservative children books, but they're really just kind of biographies written in that like seven to nine age group. <clears throat> and so they have three books currently, one on Reagan, one on Amy Coney Barrett, and one on Thomas Sal, and it's called the Heroes of Liberty series. And so they have been banned for essentially being, cons oh, how did, how did Facebook phrase it? So they have been labeled as disruptive content. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they've gone on all the conservative talk shows and whatnot. And so they said, these books are about great people who embody the life values that we want our kids to carry with them through their childhoods and into adulthood. Liberty, freedom, family, and standing on your own. Instead of teaching children about victimhood, it's about standing on your own. And Thomas Sal was a great example of that. Still is. Yeah. And uh, they showed some, I mean, this is just, I, I really dislike these people. So this was one of the detractors. And so this person said, this person's name is Tony Reynolds. So if you know a Tony Reynolds, he's on notice. I'm on, I am conflicted. My respect for the First Amendment says they should be allowed to publish this twaddle, but my sense of decency is telling me to buy these books just to burn them. Maybe burn the Barrett book twice due to cellular level evil. So just some psychos out there. But since, you know, censorship is she's kind of- She's a devout Catholic and she's, she's uh, what, sinister and evil? Mm. And so uh, that, since censorship is the, story of the day. I thought that one was quite interesting. And I'm going to include some pictures of some other, you know, some books for kids that, you know, we're not supposed to think are disruptive, but just about what's allowed to be out there versus what is not allowed, what is now considered disruptive. And then a uh, comedian, Patton Oswald, he's like, he's at, he's been in Parks and Rec. He's all over the place. He gets a lot of TV and movie roles. He had to apologize to his fan base because he was in a picture with Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle invited him to do a set before one of his uh, comedy gigs before, you know, 10,000 some plus people, you know, Dave has arenas. Most comedians aren't at that arena level. Very few are. And so Patton Oswalt, you know, has known Dave Chappelle for close to three and a half decades. And he had to write this long super post about how he had felt bad about cutting out people in his life. And he didn't want to cut Dave out of his life because he had cut people out of his life 
who had views with which I couldn't agree or changed in ways I couldn't live with. And so... What are Dave Chappelle's rules that are so horrible? He's for free speech. He's for letting comedy comedians tell jokes. And, you know, he's perceived as being anti LGBTQ friendly because he's turf. He's a turf, you know, a trans exclusionary radical feminist. And so just very kind of. Just very interesting to see, but it kind of goes to show that. And I'm always of the belief that half this stuff is just bots. So Patton takes a picture with Dave and then they stick bots on him. But um, Patton felt obligated to come out and defend his friend and, you know, say this and that. And but it's just goofy that everything's so politicized that Patton has to write this giant block of text apologizing and explaining himself. You know, I don't know this guy, Patton, but um, he should be able to write his explanation in, I don't know, two words. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Why do they have to prostrate themselves? Uh, Why don't they have any testicles to stand up and just say, you know, y'all are ridiculous. And I, I will say, you know, Patton's wife was actually one of the people who solved that Golden Gate killer crime. You know, she's dead now. But Patton, even though I think Patton is a worm and kind of not my type of person, I know he's a very nice person. And I know some comedians were slam dunking on him. And he reached out to them and they talked it out. And uh, he even did some special little voice clips for the kid's son because Patton's in all these kid movies and does the voice work there. So he is a nice person, even if he is kind of spineless. So, okay. It takes a village. It takes a village to pass the bomb. But he's nice ish, but that's all I got for you today. As long as you're nice to, you can ruin the world. Yeah. I mean, at least he had the balls to post the picture with Dave Chappelle opposed to, you know. I'm trying to hide it from everybody. Yeah. Hell, I wish I could get my picture taken with Dave Chappelle. Can you work on that, Stu? He already ha- Oh, I made you Dave Chappelle on that picture. Okay, okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe we can get him on the show. Okay. So you staying warm despite the winter apocalypse? Stu, it's important for strapping horses like me to stay in shape. So um, I slept outside naked in the snow last night. I'll probably do the same tonight. You know, you just want to toughen yourself up and be prepared. Uh, And that's kind of the way I live my life, Stu. Damn. Well, stay frosty then. (laughs) All right, Stu, go get them. Later. As you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah.